You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Greetings, fellow believers in our Lord Jesus Christ. In this episode, I will explain the scene in heaven as John is in spirit transported there. And I will discuss the theory that claims that Revelation 4.1 is a symbol of the rapture of the church. At Revelation 1.19, John is told to write the things which you have seen and the things which are and the things which will take place after these things. And so John wrote chapter 1 to fulfill the first category of things. The things that are, from an earthly perspective, were written in chapters 2 and 3. The letters to the churches describe things that were going on in John's day, and then basically summarize the various conditions of believers within any given generation of the church after that. The things that are, from a heavenly perspective, were written in chapters 4 and 5. Revelation 4.1 starts out, After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven, and the first voice which I had heard, like the sound of a trumpet, speaking with me, said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after these things. Now, in order to get a perspective from heaven, John's vision takes him into a heavenly scene. What he sees there at first is not in the future. It is what is in heaven at that time. It is still part of the the things that are. So, who is actually in heaven at the time of John's vision? I suggest that Hebrews 12, 23 and 24 answers that question. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to myriads of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made complete, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant. The writer of Hebrews presents a heavenly scene, heavenly Jerusalem. Angels are there. Members of the church are there, according to 2 Corinthians 5.8, absent from the body and face to face with the Lord. Uh, God the Father is there. Spirits of righteous people made complete are there. This probably refers to Old Testament believers who were taken into heaven at the ascension of Jesus. And, of course, Jesus is there. Now, John, in the spirit, that is, in in vision mode, is taken to heaven and sees what is present there at that time. But what he sees are symbols of what is actually there and not the actual beings. So John sees entities in order of appearance. First, a personage sitting on a throne. Revelation 4.2, which would be God the Father, portrayed in symbolic language. Uh, Secondly, he sees a group of 24 old men, 
third, he sees lamps that represent the seven spirits of God. That would be symbolic uh, to represent the Holy Spirit. Uh, he sees four strange looking animal like creatures at verses six and eight. Uh, which probably correspond to um, one of the angelic uh, spheres, possibly the seraphim or the cherubim. He sees a strong angel. He sees a lamb, which, of course, is a symbolic representation of Jesus. And he also sees an innumerable host of angels uh, singing. <coughs> But there's no mention of the believers who are there, except perhaps those 24 old men at Revelation 4.4. And of course, there is a lot of controversy about the identification of these 24 old men. And the reason I'm saying old men is because the Greek word presbuteros means old men. It's usually translated elder, because many times uh, an older person was viewed as... Uh, holding a specific office in the church, an elder position. So anyway, what is my view about the 24 old men? First, in the rest of the New Testament, the word presbuteros is used only for people. And in the book of Revelation, it is used only for these 24. To me, that makes it pretty clear that we should view these 24 old men as people. Uh, the 24 old men then are a symbolic group that represents the believers who are in heaven at that time. That group includes those believers who died since the resurrection of Jesus and the Old Testament saints, which we saw at Hebrews 12, described as the spirits of righteous men made complete. These two groups are viewed together since they are now both covered by the blood of Jesus and share in the new Jerusalem, which is also in heaven as seen at Hebrews 12:22. After the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus, all believers are seen as part of one unified body of saints, as can be gleaned from Ephesians chapter 2. And it is also quite compelling that when the new Jerusalem is described at Revelation 21:10 through 14, as being the, the bride, we have 12 gates for the 12 tribes of Israel and 12 foundation stones for the 12 apostles of the Lamb. I suggest that this number 24 is a symbolic number combining both Old Testament and church age believers, all who reside now in the New Jerusalem as the bride of the Lamb. Now, the, tree, uh, the, the, the pre-trib camp, wants to view these 24 old men as symbolic of the raptured church. But if that is the case, where are all the believers who have died and gone to heaven prior to the time of John's vision, which was about 96 AD? There is also something there, by the way, in this heavenly scene that is often overlooked. At Revelation 4:6, and before, that is in front of the throne, there was, as it were, a sea of glass. Let me suggest that this sea of glass is empty. That's something to think about, but more about that later. Now, while John observes this present heavenly scene, 
he is shown a formal celebration by the four animal-like beings. Apparently, John is told that this is a regular occurrence, which is indicated by the phrase, day and night, they do not cease. Uh, this does not mean that 24-7 it's going on. It probably means that this is a regularly occurring celebration. It happens all the time. It's also indicated by the fact that the four animal-like creatures do other things during the various visions that are shown to John, such as at Revelation 5.8, 15.7, and 19.4. But it is on this particular occasion during John's vision uh, of the celebration that John sees, he sees the 24 old men participate in the event by throwing their crowns onto the sea of glass that is in front of the throne. This seems to be a scene that occurs just at this time to focus attention, specifically on the glory of God the Father. Uh, and uh, the four living creatures at this time, each one of them having six wings, are full of eyes round and within, say and night. They do not cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, who was and who is and who is to come. And when, on this particular occasion, the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne, to him who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders will fall down before him who sits on the throne, and they will worship him who lives forever and ever, and will cast their thrones before the throne, saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and because of your will they existed and were created. Okay, everything in chapter 4 and 5 is in a now context, as John sees what is happening in heaven. Uh, that is what he has shown in a symbolic format, what is in heaven. It is not showing what will happen in the future. And in chapter 5, what John saw um, is still in reference to that present heavenly scene. It's not until the opening of the seals that John has shown the future. It is in fact the opening of the seals and what happens from that that portrays what will happen later so in chapter 5 the vision continues with the appearance of the sealed book in the hand of uh, god the father and then after the lamb takes the book from the father there is another celebration by the four animal-like creatures and by the 24 old men at revelation 5 8 and 10 and uh, when he had taken the book the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, having each one a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Now, it should be obvious that these are the prayers of the saints who are on the earth before the seals are broken. These are believers who are presently at the time of John's vision on the earth as members of the church. The description that follows most logically points only to a group of believers on the earth at the time of John's vision. And it matches with the description of the church that uh, John gave at Revelation 1.6 with the phrase, and he made us a kingdom, priest to his God and Father. Now within this song, 
that is uh, 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 sung here. The ones who are purchased are the saints mentioned at the end of verse 8. The prayers. Prayers are the general prayers of believers throughout the church age. These prayers are faith rest prayers that trust in the character and plan of God for protection and deliverance in the midst of the antagonistic environment in which the church exists. The prayers of Luke 18:7. Will not God bring about justice for his elect who cry out to him day and night? And he, will he delay long for them? And also the prayers of Luke 21, 36. But stay alert at all times, praying that you will have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. This study is not concerned with the details that follow, except to simply summarize how I perceive that celebration. First, I suggest that this is a one-time occurrence and only within the scope of John's vision. At this time, the living church is still on the earth. The bowls of incense symbolically represent the prayers of the church on the earth that express trust in God for the vindication of his character and plan um, in their lives and in the world. The prayers of believers who have died and who are in heaven are seen at Revelation 6, 9, and 10. When the Lamb broke the fifth seal, I saw underneath the altar the souls of those who had been killed because of the word of God and because of the testimony which they had maintained. And they cry out with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, will you refrain from judging and avenging our blood on those who live on the earth? After the return of Jesus, when it's time to pour out the judgments from God's wrath upon the earth, these prayers will be added to the prayers of Revelation 5.8. Revelation 8, 3 and 4 reads, Another angel came and stood at the altar holding a golden censer, and much incense was given to him so that he might add it to the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar, which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense ascended from the angel's hand with the prayers of the saints before God. So you can see there are two groups of saints, two groups of prayers. And so this fulfills the cry for justice um, from the fifth seal. And it also uh, provides a fulfillment of 2 Thessalonians 1, 7 and 8. At the revelation of the Lord Jesus from heaven with his mighty angels and flaming fire, dealing out retribution to those who do not know God and to those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. So now there is a very popular theory among pre-tribulationist believers that John 4.1 represents the rapture of the church. From uh, BibleReferences.com John's experience compares closely to the rapture of the church, described in 1 Thessalonians 4.16. The rapture occurs with a voice, the sound of a trumpet, and all believers experiencing being caught up from the earth. Unquote. From uh, folcc.org, In this verse we have the following, just like in 1 Thessalonians 4.16 and 17, we have the voice of Jesus. Uh, that voice was saying, come up here. We have the mention of a trumpet. 
We have John being snatched away or caught away up into heaven. We have John being found in the presence of God. I think that all of this is very important. Here is why. This verse is a type of the rapture of the church. It prefigures the rapture. John is part of the church. The timing of this event fits in perfectly with a pre-tribulation view of the rapture. It makes sense that the church age have ended because it says in Revelation 4.1, after these things, this shows that the time of the church is done, unquote. Walverd, in his uh, Revelation commentary, kind of shoots down all the above claims. He wrote, it is clear from the uh, context that this is not an explicit reference, uh, explicit reference to the rapture of the church. So the pre-trib camp claims that the rapture is seen at Revelation 4.1 by implication. One problem with this implication is that it requires that we find significance when in a future vision, John is transported back to earth to observe the mystery Babylon beast. At Revelation 17, 1 through 3, John is carried in the spirit into the wilderness, which is apparently back on earth. Now, if there is significance to John being transported into heaven in the spirit, at Revelation 4, 1, there is equal significance to being transported into the wilderness back on earth at Revelation 17, 3. Well, what do the two have in common? It's simply the transfer of John to a specific location in vision format so that he can see in a geographical context what is transpiring in the prophetic scenario that he's shown. Well, now what about the phrase after these things? The claim is that this refers to an event that will occur after the church age is over. And since the church is on earth, as seen in the seven letters of chapters two and three. Since these things of uh, Revelation 119 refer to the things that are ongoing at the present time, which is the church on earth, then after these things must refer to what will happen after the church, which would start with the rapture. However, the first mention of after these things clearly refers to what John sees after he writes about the seven letters to the churches. In other words, this is the next thing to write about. And it is the second mention of after these things at the end of the verse that would refer to what will occur in the future. That is after the church. Uh, that will be shown to John in the future uh, or following visions. But this does not require that the following visions must all refer to events after the rapture. In fact, at Revelation 5, 8 through 10, the church is seen as being on the earth, and their prayers are symbolically contained in golden bowls of incense that the elders are holding. And it is still showing John a current situation in heaven. As I mentioned earlier, the events of the future do not begin until chapter 6. So in chapters 4 and 5, John is first shown a scene in heaven, which is what is there at the present time of John's life. And then in preparation for those future things, he is shown the symbol of the seven-sealed book, 
The seven-sealed book shows events that must precede the arrival of Jesus, which uh, is symbolically portrayed at the sixth seal. It's at the sixth seal that Christ will return and rapture his elect ones out from the tribulation and take them into the third heaven. Uh, after that, in chapter 7, the results of Christ's return are shown to John. First, he has shown a result on the earth, the conversion of the 144,000 Jewish servants, uh, Revelation 7, 1 through 8. And then there's a result in heaven. John sees the multitude of raptured saints in heaven standing before the throne, Revelation 7, 9 and following. So looking again at Revelation 4, 1, after these things, I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard, like the sound of a trumpet speaking with me, said, come up here and I will show you what must take place after these things. Now, what about the trumpet and the claim that it corresponds with the trumpet at 1 Thessalonians 4:17? The Lord will descend from heaven with the trumpet of God. The thing is, John does not hear a trumpet. He hears a voice, a sound that is loud like a trumpet. John wrote, and the first voice or sound that I heard, like a trumpet speaking with me. The voice says something to him. A trumpet does not speak words. It is, in fact, the same kind of voice that John heard at Revelation 1.10. And I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet. It was not a trumpet. Even there, it was a voice that was loud like a trumpet. There, it was the voice of Jesus and that was loud like a trumpet. Here and there are the only two places in the book of Revelation where this image is seen. That, that is a voice like a trumpet. Since at Revelation 1, that voice is identified, uh, identified as the voice of Jesus, seems probable that it is Jesus who extends this invitation here as well. But of course, that's not really an issue. Next, in verse 2, which begins, Immediately I was in the Spirit. John saw God in heaven sitting on a throne. The claim is that the word immediately indicates the in the twinkling of an eye rapture that is seen at 1 Corinthians 15, 52. But of course, the experience of this vision is immediate. John does not take the scenic route into this symbolic heavenly vision. So John is taken into heaven in vision mode because it is from that perspective that the prophetic events will be focused. John's perspective is from heaven, not because of a rapture idea at Revelation 4.1, but because the end times program of God is launched from heaven, and that is the best perspective in which to vision the events. As I mentioned earlier, John is given a different perspective when the vision takes him into the wilderness at Revelation 17. Now, as also mentioned earlier, John is shown a heavenly scene and many symbols of what is in heaven at that time. He is shown 24 old men. Many claim that these represent the church which has been raptured and is in heaven. First of all, the debate rages whether these 24 old men represent people or angels. I think the evidence favors that they are people. Uh, to repeat some of the support for that, in the New Testament, the word presbyteros is only used for people. <clears throat> um, and uh, it's only used of the 24 
old men or elders throughout the book of Revelation. So now, to claim that the 24 elders represent the raptured church is pure assumption. There is an alternate assumption that is more reasonable, <laughs> obviously, in my view. The 24 old men symbolically represent one of the groups that is in heaven at the time of John's vision. He is taken to heaven and sees what is in heaven at that time. He sees a group of people. And it is a group of people which is seen in an entirely symbolic manner. Now, the only people who would be in heaven at that time are all the saints who have died in the Lord up to that point in history. It's further claimed that because the old men have crowns, they have been rewarded for their good deeds done in life. And the rewards will be meted out at the reward seat of Christ, which, of course, will be held at some time after the rapture. But the crowns need not refer to rewards, as they are symbolic of both the authority and the rank of believers in heaven. The crowns could also refer to the fact that these are overcomers by faith in the Messiah, uh, which is pertinent to both Old Testament and church age believers. It is claimed that they throw their crowns at the feet of Jesus because it gives him the glory for the good that they did in this life. This symbol is perhaps accurate, as the believer certainly does give Christ the glory for who he is and what he has done. But that in and of itself does not prove that these crowns were given at the reward seat of Christ. Now, sitting on the thrones is another symbol which indicates association with the one on the throne. It's not a fulfillment of the throne promises, because those promises are not fulfilled until the earthly kingdom. So, again, obviously, these are simply symbols to indicate a position of favor with the Lord. Now, what about the white robes? They don't need to indicate the rapture church, for all creatures associated with God are dressed in white. And as saints, even without resurrection body, they would be dressed in white. At Revelation 7, 9, we have the elect of Matthew 24, 31 in white robes. Notice the martyrs of Revelation 6, 9 through 11 who are in heaven as souls in heaven without a resurrection body, and they have white robes. Also notice that the angels at Revelation 15, 6, they have garments that are clean and bright. Didn't say white, but uh, close enough. And at Revelation 19.14, the armies on horses, which I believe are angels, have garments that are white and clean. Uh, but that, of course, is another point of controversy about whether these armies are angels or the groom bringing his bride into battle. <laughs> Not likely. Furthermore, I already pointed out that the church on the earth is seen at Revelation 5, 9, and 10. So now in heaven at this time, there is also a sea of glass stretched out before the throne, but it's empty. However, at Revelation 7, 9, the multitude of saints who appear in heaven after the return of Jesus, which was portrayed at the sixth seal, are standing before the throne. Now, if they are standing before the throne and the sea of glass is spread out before the throne, 
then the raptured saints are standing on the sea of glass. And the angel says of these that they have come out of the great tribulation. Now later at Revelation 15:2, we see this same group of saints who were victorious over the beast standing on the sea of glass. These are the same ones seen at Revelation 7, 9, who came out of the great tribulation. So the reasonable conclusion, as I see it, John is taken to a scene in heaven where he sees symbols that portray the present condition in heaven. Within that scene, the rapture has not occurred. The sea of glass where the raptured saints will stand when they are gathered to heaven is empty. The 24 old men are certainly symbolic of a group of people in heaven, but they represent the saints who were taken to heaven at the ascension of Jesus and all believers who had died prior to John's vision. Uh, now, another reason offered for proof that Revelation 4.1 portrays the rapture is the view that the church is not mentioned in the rest of Revelation. Well, first, this claim does not prove that the rapture will not that the, that the rapture will occur at Revelation 4:1. Second, the church can be referenced without using the word church or ecclesia. The word church does not occur in several other books of the New Testament, as others have pointed out in other episodes. The church is referenced at Revelation 12:17 as the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. The church is referenced at Revelation 13, 7. It was given to him, the beast, to make war with the saints. The church is seen to be on the earth at Revelation 5, 9, and 10 as their prayers are collected and contained in the golden bowls of incense. Now, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky, powers of the heavens will be shaken, and then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. And he will send forth his angels with a great trumpet blast, and they will gather together his elect out from the four winds, from the farthest end of the earth to the farthest end of heaven. At that time, there will be two men in the field. One will be received, and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be received and one will be left. Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me, Jesus said. In my father's house are many rooms. If that were not so, I would have told you because I'm going to there, uh, going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'm coming again and I will receive you to myself. So that where I am, there you also will be. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode.